Good morning, everyone. Oh, shoot. <laughs> That's what I get for running up here at the last minute, right? I was taking instructions from our pastor who said, give it a minute. <laughs> that minute went by too fast. <laughs> I want to thank you all for um, being here this morning. It's so good to be surrounded by family here in the building. And then for those of you watching online, we're so glad that you're tuning in. Um, I always say God laid on my heart, right? But he did. Um, I just want to share Romans 3.23. It says, for everyone has sinned, and we all fall short of God's glory, a glorious standard, right? None of us are perfect. We fail every day, but we have a God that redeems us every day. And I was just, as, as I was just singing, and, and that is who he is. He is faithful. He is just. He is loving. He is forgiving. And he was reminding me of that this morning, but I wanted to remind you all of that this morning, right? Because it's things that we, that we know, right? But it's things that we can sometimes lose sight of. So no matter what we're going through, no matter where we're at, no matter what we've been dealing with, God is faithful. He loves you. He loves me. And I just want to encourage you all with that. Um, we do have our little uh, post box back there. Um, if you are wanting to give your tithe or offering, you know, you could uh, place it in there. Or you can text the word give to 833-414-0165. I almost had it memorized, but I still had to look at my cheat sheet. Um, so again, text the word give to 833-414-0165. So I'll welcome Pastor Up. I have to put his uh, stand back since I moved it because then you can't see me <laughs> otherwise. Hope your week was well. Having some difficulties this morning again going live, and so we'll get that fixed. And uh, so later on in the week, we're recording, just not live right now. So later on in the week, if you can, share that through the Facebook, YouTube, text a friend, whatever. I know we've gotten texts this morning. Um, you know, we're not, not live online. We're working that out. And so uh, praise God that you got an opportunity to join us this morning live in person. Amen. And hopefully uh, we can get through this um, pandemic and we can get more in, in the house of God. Amen. Uh, even better amen on that one, right? <laughs> Let's go before the Father in prayer as we dive into his word this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given to us, Heavenly Father. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you are alive and well and functioning in 2020, Lord. Lord, I know we are, are in, in, in some of the last days, Heavenly Father, but I know that your power and your mercy and your grace is upon us this morning. I ask you, Heavenly Father, that as I present the word today, Lord, it's not me that's presenting, Lord, but it's you presenting through me, Heavenly Father. I ask you, Lord, that I decrease, Heavenly Father, so you can increase, Lord, not only in me, Lord, but each one of our lives, Heavenly Father, as, as the gospel is poured out this morning, Lord Jesus. I ask you, Lord, do only what you can do, Lord. Meet us right where we are at, Heavenly Father. And Lord, I ask you to press upon us, Lord, a life changing lord an encouragement word encouraging word this morning and we thank you for that in jesus name we pray and the church says amen amen, amen. this morning we're going to be looking at elevate strength someone says strength. strength elevate strength who needs more strength this morning all right, I, I need more strength, right? I, I, I need more spiritual strength is what it is. I need more spiritual strength. I need to stand strong in the Lord. Are you with me on that one? I think we all do, right? We got to stand strong in the Lord. And so how can we elevate strength? And we're going to look at that this morning. We're going to dive in uh, to it a, a little deeper this morning. And, and, and we're talking about not, not, not physical strength, because sometimes we, we think we got to stand, right? Because we are human. We're flesh, right? We got to stand strong. And it's not so much standing strong in the physical, but it's standing strong in the spiritual. This week I was reading Ephesians chapter 6, and as I was reading Ephesians chapter 6, we know what Ephesians chapter 6 is. What is Ephesians chapter 6? It is the what? The armor of God. And sometimes when we read the, the word of God, uh, uh, we, we kind of skim over it, right? And so I, I, I knew that we were looking at elevate the armor. That's just a, a little hint of what's coming next week, but elevate the armor. And I knew we were looking at the, the armor of God, but God said, listen, I got something else for you. See, I skipped over uh, verse 10 to 
go to verse 11. And verse 11 is when Paul starts talking about the armor of God. And sometimes when we read the word, we know what's coming next, right? It's kind of like we know the end of the movie, right? And we, we kind of fast forward and we kind of tune out that area and get to the good part because we know the good part is coming. And that's how it was this week. Now, Ephesians chapter six, and God says, wait, you passed up verse 10. And verse 10 is really big. And so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to verse 10 in Ephesians chapter six. And it says, finally, right? Finally, Paul's done with his letter. He says, finally, he says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Let's say that together. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Before we can place the armor of God on, we have to be strong in the Lord. What good is it to put on armor on a weak person? What good is armor at that point? What good is a weapon when you don't know how to use it? A few weeks ago, I bought a, a, a shotgun, right? And I told my wife, listen, you got to learn how to use it because it's no good being locked up and safe and God forbid an intruder walks in and I'm not home. What's the point of a weapon if we don't know how to use it? What's the point of an armor when we don't know how to use it other than, than metal or pages on a book? That's all it is because we have to stand strong in order to use the armor properly. What happens is we skip strength. We go straight to the good part. The armor of God, the battle part, right? We want to get in the battle, right? We want to fight the enemy. We want to win the enemy. And how do we do it? Put the armor of God. We go jump straight to that and we skip over strength. You know, strength or a variation of strength is, is, is mentioned in the Bible 360 times, about 360 times. There are many popular Bible verses and we can quote a few here for the joy of the Lord is my strength. Nehemiah 8.10. Right? Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right? I think it was two of the big ones right there regarding strength. God told Joshua to be strong and courageous. Another form of what? Of strength. If we don't know how to be strong, the armor is not going to be any good. The armor is not going to be good. It's like entering a, into a sports game without going to a practice or not knowing the basic foundation of the game. And you enter the game and you don't know how to play the game because why? You don't know the, the, the background. You, don't, you can't stand strong in it, right? Soldier is, uh, soldier's armor is only as good as the strength under the armor. We miss basic training. We want to jump right into battle. We forget that the lion and the bear prepared David for Goliath. We forget that Moses was, was prepared as he was shepherding his, his father-in-law Jethro's flock to lead the children out of Israel, right? The preparation that went on. But when it comes to armor, we want to pray it on, but forget about the strength that goes with it. We got to have the strength. We can't jump over verse 10, but we've done it. I've done it. I've taught about it. God convicted me this week, says you talked about the armor of God, but you didn't never talk about strength. And, and the first part of the armor is strength, and then you begin to put on the armor of God. Amen? See, Paul said it starts out with strength. We think it starts out in verse 11. But Paul says, no, it starts with the strength. When you go to the army, what do they do? They send you to boot camp. They don't send you to the, the, the battlefield right away, right? They condition you. Mentally, physically, emotionally, they make you what? Stronger. Before they send you out to battle, before they said, here's your armor, now soldier, go to the battlefield. You have to be strengthened. Think about all the great Bible characters, David, Paul, Peter, right? Moses, Gideon, all strong individuals, but not physically so much as they were spiritually. They were spiritual giants, of their time. And, 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 and the, the, the thing we, we must understand is, is that same God we serve is the same God they served. Amen? Look at verse 10 again. It says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I love how the message says, the message says this, and, that's about wrap, and, and that about wraps it up. God is strong and he wants you strong. God is strong and he wants you strong. Do we believe that today? Do we believe that God is strong, right? Do we believe that? That's, that's foundational, right? God is strong, but do we believe that he also wants us strong 
as well, right? As a father to a child, I want my children strong, amen? I want my children strong. As a father, as the ultimate father, he wants his, what, his children strong. Because if he didn't want his children strong, would he have said it 360 some odd times in his word? He wouldn't, right? There's four truths I want us to see about strength. The first one is strength is found. Where is strength found at? There's one place strength is found at. It's found in the Lord. It's found in the Lord. And, and, and I say that to tell you this. How many times do we look elsewhere for strength? We turn on Oprah for strength. We turn on Dr. Phil for strength, right? We turn on, on, on uh, uh, Dr. Oz for strength, right? We listen to the podcasts. We listen to, to women's health and men's health. And we, we look at all these things and we look for strength all in the wrong places, even as Christians, because the Lord is our strength. We find strength in God. Paul says, first thing we must do is what? Be strong in the Lord. Then once we can be strong in the Lord, we can move to part two, which is what? Putting on the armor of God. But we gotta have that foundation. You know, God's talking to us about, about foundation, from foundational things. And one of the foundations is we can't just pray on the armor of God without being strong. We can't pray on the armor of God without being strong. And we miss the strength that Paul speaks about. Go right to the armor of God. The first key of warfare is not armor. The first key of warfare is strength, Right? And it's not strength under our own power, but it's strength under God. Placing the armor of God on does not make you strong. We can pray the armor of God on, but that doesn't make us strong because our foundation is weak. Right? You can place armor on a weak soldier. What is that soldier now called? A weak soldier with armor. Doesn't change. Right? It's kind of like, like, Taking fresh clothes and not taking a shower and putting your fresh clothes over your stinky body doesn't make you clean, right? It doesn't make you clean. And you still, have, you still stink, <laughs> right? Too bad my kids don't understand that. <laughs> you put armor on a weak man, the man is still weak. You gotta find strength. So where's strength found at? How can we get the strength? I'll tell you what strength is not found in. It's not about repeating a verse over and over again. And we do that too. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. And we repeat these, these verses over and over again. And repeating verses like this might give us encouragement. It might psychologically do something to us. But it doesn't do anything for us spiritually. So it's like it doesn't matter how many times I say I'm going to the gym, right? So let's put this in practical terms. I say, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to the gym. And every day I'm going to the gym, but I never go to the gym. Then I, I don't put it in practical terms. Just because I'm saying, you know, God is my strength, God is my strength, God is my strength, but God isn't really my strength, then really God isn't my strength. Just because I repeat it over and over again, it doesn't matter. Saying, saying I am going and going are two different things. Saying God is our strength and he is a truly our strength are two separate, completely things, right? A lot of us say, God is my strength. But if, if that's the case, if God was your strength, why do we crumble at the first issue we go through? If God is our strength, why can't we control our tongues, right? If God is our strength, why do we act uh, 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 the way we do when opposition appears, why do we crumble? See, it's not about just saying God is my strength. It's about making it foundational. That God is my rock. He is my strength. That hurts. Because sometimes I, I, I find myself in that same boat and saying, yeah, God's my strength. And the first thing that comes and hits me, I crumble. And I'm like, wait a minute, if God was my strength, why am I crumbling for Why Why am I acting this way? Or why am I doing this or doing that if God was really my strength. Amen? You with me? Your toes okay? It hurts. It hurts. So how can we be strong in the Lord? 
Paul gives us some insight. He, he, he says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Mighty power, right? Mighty power. It's not underneath our own strength. Under my own strength, I'm limit, limited. Under God's strength, I'm limitless. Amen? We have to understand that. We are, are, are limited beings, but our God is unlimited. Amen? Amen? Amen. Our God is un, un, unlimited. It's about his strength and his mighty power. Let's break down these two words, might. You know what might is? All right? It's not a question mark. I might do this. Not, that's not what I'm talking about. Might. Might is inherent power or force. It's the inherent power or force. Might is the reserve of strength. That's what might is. You can see the might of a nation by looking at their military, right? You look at someone's military and you say, that right there is a mighty nation, right? By the looking at their military. You can see the might of a man by his muscles, even when they're not in use. You can look at someone and say, man, that, that, that's a mighty man, right? It's a mighty man. When we think about God, we need to realize he has all the might in the world in reserves. We're kind of like that gas tank that's running dry on gas. And, gas and, 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 and God is that tanker truck next to us that says, I have unlimited supply of gasoline to keep you going and keep you moving. He says, I am, I am the might in your world. I have unlimited resource. We, live, we, we serve an unlimited God. And that's, that needs to be something that we need to grasp on, and I need to do a better job of grasping on. I think we all do, that God is an unlimited God. He is all-powerful, and if he wants to, he can take us out on a heartbeat. Amen? And if he wants to, he can change our circumstances in a heartbeat. And if he wants to, he can heal you in a heartbeat. And if he wants to, he can provide you with a, a financial blessing in a heartbeat. And you know what? When it comes down to it, we're going to be all in heaven in a heartbeat. Why? Because he's a unlimited God with a bunch of might. But Paul, Paul says mighty power. What's power? It's the exercise of the might. It's the exercise of the might. When a man uses his might, he then he uses his power, right? That's when we can see the power. We can see the might, but it's when it's put into action, that's the power behind the might. The reserve of strength is now in operation. The military might show their might. They might have a parade. But when they go bomb another country, you can see their power, right? When those planes come in the air and it means business, you can say that's a powerful nation. Their might now is, is in motion, right? Strength is found in the Lord and his mighty power. God has a vast amount of might that can be realized in power in our lives and the key here is it's available. Someone say it's available to me, right? To me. It's available to me. Just because we fail to see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. God's power is there. His strength is there. Strength is found in the Lord and his mighty power. The second thing I want us to see, turn to Psalms 116, verse 1 and 2. He says, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. God hears you. God hears you. The second truth we see is strength is given when we ask. Strength is given when we ask. You know, it seems so simple. Well, ask and it shall be given to you. But how many of us truly ask? Like truly ask. I need your, I need your strength, Lord. I think, I, think, I think a lot of us do. But we don't. We get this, I can do this, I can do this, this, this attitude I, that I, I can do it. I don't, I don't need God, right? You know, you know I think what we, we, we view life as we have our struggles, right? And then we have our little struggles, so we look at God and say, we, God, I need you for these, but I don't need you for these. Strength is, is needed for this, but, but strength is needed for this. 
And let me tell you, what, what's, what burns a lot of us out is we focus so much on this that I need strength for this, but we have a hundred of these going on, and a hundred of these escalate more than this. This little thing, little thing, little thing, little thing, little thing, little thing, little thing. We say, well, well God, I didn't think I needed you there. No, no, we need God. Amen. Period. There's nothing else to say about that. The little and the big. And I've heard people say before, I don't want to trouble God with the little things. Well, God knows the little things about you. He knows the hair on your head. He knows the sand on the seashore. Why not, con why not concern God with the little things as well as with the big things? Amen? He'll give us strength over all of it. Came across a story and kind of puts it well in in perspective, about a little boy playing in a, in a sandbox. And in the sandbox was this big rock. It was, his, it was inhibiting him from having his fun. The little boy goes and he tries to, to roll the, the rock out of the box, but it's too big. Box, uh, the, the, the rock was too heavy for him to push it out. So in frustration, the little boy begins to cry. His dad from afar witnesses all this is going on. And he said to his tearful son, he goes, why didn't you use all your strength? The little boy sobbing tells his daddy, he goes, daddy, I did use all my strength. And the man said, no, you didn't because you didn't ask me for help. We do that with God. We do that with God. The, 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 the sandboxes of life we come across an, an obstacle and we try so hard and we become frustrated. We become worn. We become tired. We become broken. And we're asking God to do something in our lives. And really what we're doing is we're literally not even asking him. We're trying to do it on our own. And we finally get to the point where we're crying and we're sobbing and we're tired and we're worn and, 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 and everything else you can add to it. And God's saying, hey, listen, did you use all your strength? And we're like, yeah, we did. He goes, no, you didn't, because you didn't ask me for it. And one swipe, the rock can be removed. The obstacle can be eliminated. The wall can be going through. But the thing is, is we never ask for the strength because we're so hard-headed to try to do it on our own. And God's saying, hey, listen, you didn't use all your strength because you didn't ask me for it. Ever been there before? We look at life and think we've given all we've got. We look at life and think we've given all our strength. Sometimes we, we look at life and think that we've taken all God's strength and there's nothing for, nothing else to do. Let me tell you this, life isn't meant for you to do it on your own. Challenges are not meant for testing of your own strength. Because God is saying, hey, listen, my child, I've been watching you from afar. You've never asked for the strength. You never applied my strength in your life. Because my strength can tear down obstacles. Amen? God's power and strength is available to each of us. But this is the key, church. You've got to ask. Amen? You have to ask. The boy struggles so much to get that rock out of that sand pit. His father, from a distance, watched. All he had to do was ask his daddy. That's it. Ask his daddy, and the obstacle disappears like that. There are obstacles in your life that are just too hard to move. They're immovable objects for us, but they're not immovable for our God. And God is waiting for us to reach out to him because his word is good. James says it perfect in four, verse 2. He says, you do not have because you do not ask. It's real. You don't have because you don't ask. Why don't we ask, church? Why, why, why don't we ask? You know, I was having a conversation with my wife yesterday and she was talking about work and she was talking about her supervisor 
was, was monitoring her phone calls, and she's like, he's like, you know what, you're doing so good on the phone. He goes, everything, you're so welcoming, your voice is so soothing. And I thought, is it? No, I'm just playing. I better not, <laughs> I'm not get in trouble here. <laughs> she goes, your voice is so soothing. I'm like, oh, you haven't heard it, man. No, but um, <laughs> she goes, your voice is so soothing, it's so welcoming. He goes, you do everything right, but you don't ask for the clothes, and therefore your conversation's pointless. You know, we, we may do everything right. We, 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 we may read our word. We may pray. We may worship God. We may do everything right. But we never ask God, and therefore we don't receive the close. We don't receive the promise. We don't receive the strength. Because why? We fail to ask God. Strength and power of God is there for those who ask. We don't have because we don't what? We don't ask. Right, church? Start asking God. Start asking God. The third thing, let's jump to Isaiah 40, verse 27. This is my dad's favorite verse. If you knew my dad, he had eagles. We still have a few eagles. I think uh, around my house and around my sister's house, there's a couple ornaments from his office of eagles. He loved this verse. Verse 27 says, Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God. Have you, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is worry, uh, weary, amen? His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young man shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall what? renew their strength. The third key to strength is, is given when we wait. Got no, you know, one of those P words from, from last week was what? Patience, Ugh. right? I hate waiting. I hate waiting. It's one thing this COVID-19 has taught us is to wait, right? Stay in your home, do nothing, and wait, right? Go to, go to the drive-thru and wait for your food, right? I was like, wait a minute, can I just do that app thing? Can I just pick it up and you have it ready? Why not sit 40 cars behind the canes? Right? And Cain's like, hey, listen, this is God's chicken. It's good chicken. And so you're going to wait for your chicken, right? I'll wait 40 minutes for some Cain's chicken. Strength is given when we wait. It, uh, 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 Isaiah writes that Israel's sitting here complaining about God. Right? They're complaining about God. They felt like God never, no longer heard them, that God no longer saw them. Ever, ever felt that way? God doesn't hear me. God doesn't see me. God doesn't care about me. And this is exactly what Isaiah is writing. That's how they were feeling. Look what Isaiah says. He says, the Lord is everlasting, the creator. He doesn't grow tired or weary. He's God. Amen? He doesn't have human tendencies. He's God. We got to stop putting human tendencies on God and limiting God because God is limitless. Amen. He doesn't, he doesn't grow tired. He doesn't grow weary. Why? Because he's not human. He is God. And it's hard for us to, to fathom and wrap our minds around it because we're a human and we see human interactions and we put human tendencies on God, but God is not human. Praise God for that. Amen. If he did, he would have blown us out of the water a long time ago, right? But praise God for grace. God is omnipotent, which means that he has unlimited power and authority. Omnipotent, unlimited. Isaiah continues and he says that God gives power to the weak and for those who have no might. God doesn't give power to the strong. Right, we, we, we have this uh, saying in our society, right, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, right? We feel that way sometimes. Well, guess what? The strong doesn't get stronger, because God's saying, hey, it's in your weak spot that I'm strong. Amen? God gives power to those who need it, for the weak, for the ones that had no might. 
See, we think of our relationship with God like our spouse, right? Each give 50-50. That's not what God's saying. He's saying, hey, listen, I don't care if you got 5% left. In fact, I'd rather you have nothing left because guess what? I'll step into your weak spot. Amen? I'll step into your weak spot. Think about Paul in 2 Corinthians when, he, when Paul speaks and he says, uh, uh, God's power is made perfect in my what? In my weakness. Not in my strength. Not in my strength. God's power is made perfect in my weakness. It's when you have exhausted everything that God comes in, he moves in, and he says, listen, my power is perfect for this situation. My power is perfect right where you're at. My power is perfect and is made perfect in your weakness. I think about Gideon and when God took Gideon down from 32,000 men to fight the Midianites from 135,000 men with 300, God tells Gideon, guess what? My power is made perfect in your weakness. David and Goliath. Little David shouldn't have won that battle. Some of the battles you're facing, you shouldn't win the battle. The doctor said, this is what you have. The financial advisor said, this is what's going to be. The marriage counselor said, that's what's going to be. And you don't have to understand that in our weakness, God's strength is perfect. Amen? I don't know when we figure this out. But it's in our weakness that we're made strong. It's in our weakness that we're made strong. I don't know how many times we have to live life to figure this out. How many times does Dennis need to bump his head against the same wall over and over again to realize that in my weakness, he's made strong? But there goes Dennis bumping his head on that same wall again. Why? Because he's hard-headed, right? I'm hard-headed. We're all hard-headed. But we go and we choose to knock our head against the wall one more time because we forget that in our weakness, he's made what? Strong. As he continues, he says, those who thought they were strong because of their age find themselves what? Weak. It's not an age thing. It's not being, about being young and vibrant. It has nothing to do with age. It has everything to do with when we are weak, he is, he is strong. Verse 31 continues, says, but those who wait... Those who what? Those who hurry. Those who wait. Those who rush. Those who wait. Those who give up early. Those who wait. Shall renew their what? Their strength. How do we renew our strength? How do we receive strength? We do it by what? Waiting on who? On God. Not, not, we don't wait for the, the, the next book release. We don't wait for the next program. We don't wait for uh, the next coaching. We do it by waiting on the Lord. Amen? I said last week, his timing is perfect in your season. The issue is we just got to wait. Who likes waiting? I, I, I don't. I don't like waiting at all. But we got to wait on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord. It's action. Waiting's action. It's not passive. It's, 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 it's action. In waiting, we seek after God. In our seeking, in our searching after God, as Jeremiah 29 tells us, God will be what? Found. And our waiting, we don't sit, I said this last week, we don't want to sit back and just say, well, Lord, I'm just going to wait for you and not do anything. God's saying, in your waiting, you're searching for me. See, so many times we get this confused because in our waiting, we're searching just for another answer, not God's, right? In our waiting, we're, we're, we're planning out plan B just in case God doesn't do the plan A. In our waiting, we need to be searching after God and his will for our life. Relying on him, what we do is we take our weakness and he brings in his strength. We wait on God to act. We wait on God to deliver. We wait on God to save. We wait on God to answer prayer. We wait on God to provide. And let me ask you, in your waiting, did he answer? 
if you answer with, I haven't heard, I got some news for you. Continue to wait. Continue to wait until the answer is received. Amen? Continue to wait until the answer is received. You might be thinking, you know, I, I, I waited. But I'm still weak. I waited, but I still have no more strength. Then you haven't waited long enough. Well, how long do I have to wait? I, I don't know. I'm not God. But the scripture says, wait upon the Lord and he will renew your strength. Which also means he'll give you enough strength to continue what? Waiting. Waiting. Amen? This is what the Amplified Version says. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect look for and hope in him shall change and renew their strength and power. And you're waiting, expect, expect God to move. Expect God to move. Because a lot of times in our waiting, we don't expect God to move. So we, we question God. Are you going to do it or are you not going to do it? No, no, no. Expect him to move. Because he's going to move one way or another. He's going to move. And you're waiting, expect to have hope that God will work in your life. and you're waiting, know that God is still God. The fourth key, in Isaiah 40, 31, wrapping it up, it says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The fourth key is we must recognize his power. We fail to recognize God's power. I said this earlier, church. We fail to recognize God's power. Isaiah says, those who wait on the Lord will mount up with wings like eagles. Meaning that if you wanted to run, he goes, I'm going I'm I'm to have you soar. I'm going to have you soaring over your problems. I'm going to lift you higher. Amen. And he says, listen, hey, if you think you're going just to walk, well, guess what we're going to start doing? We're going to start running. And if you're thinking, I barely can walk, he goes, uh, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, and I, I just really want to faint, God's saying, hey, guess what? We're going to start walking. Amen? We're going to start walking. I believe that we have, haven't even skimmed the surface of how big our God is. Do you believe that? I don't think we've skimmed the surface of how big our God is. Paul writes in Ephesians 1.19, and 20. He says, I also pray that you will understand, right? This, this, is, this should be our prayer. I also pray that you understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. That is, this is the same mighty power. Check this out. He says, I want you to understand this power, he says. It's the same power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the places of honor at God's right hand and the heavenly realms. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that is in work in and through our lives. Isn't that powerful when you think about it? The power that raised Jesus, the power that Jesus had, the power that made the mute speak, the power to make the lame walk, the power to make the blind see is at work in you and me in our lives. That's powerful when you think about it. That's exciting when you think about it. Amen? Jesus tells us in John 14, 12, he says that we will do greater things than him greater things on a greater scale than Jesus ever did. And we look at the ministry of Jesus Christ and we're like, wow, that's huge. That's amazing. And that power exists. We think of, I think about in Acts 5, that God used Peter so mightily that people were laid out on the street just to catch the shadow of Peter because Peter's shadow, shadow was healing people, amen? And so when you think about how great that was, that the power that was invested in Peter through Jesus Christ, our Lord, he's walking down the street and people were getting healed. Don't tell me we figured out everything about God because guess what? Shadow still can heal people today, Amen? 
Because the same God that was alive in Peter is the same God that is alive in us today. Alive in us today. That's huge when you think about it. That, that power and the strength. We talked about this several months ago. And the authority that has been invested in each one of us as children of God lives in each one of us. But we got to elevate the strength. Think about that. There's churches out there and there's, there's people out there that believe that that's old, that's, that's old Testament stuff, that's New Testament stuff. That was during Jesus' day. When did Jesus say it was going to stop? When did God say his authority will end at the close and the finishing of the Bible? When did God's authority ended? It hasn't ended. It still exists today. What happens is we prevent that power from working in our lives. We prevent that power from working in our lives. I 100% believe that because Jesus wouldn't say Listen, I'm leaving my, leaving my father and you're gonna do greater things than I did. The power and that strength still in work in us today. We gotta recognize it though. How, how exciting, how exciting to know that, that God can use us like that. Does that just excite me or does it excite all of us, right? That's exciting things. To know, and it's nothing that I've done or you've done, but it's the power that has been entrusted in us from the Father. That's huge. Amen? This morning, I want, I want to challenge you in the area of strength. Spiritual strength. And some of us have been zapped, and we have been feeling tired, and we've been feeling worn out. There's some physical things that go along with that too, eating and, and dieting, all kinds of things. I'm not talking about that right now, right? But I am talking about spiritually. We're feeling tired, frustrated, worn, spiritually. What has zapped your strength? Maybe it's not allowing God to do what he wants to do and you've been opposing God because that's gonna sure zap your strength. That'll zap your strength. Maybe it's others in your life that you've allowed to have an influence over and in your life that you know what you need to do? You need to cut them off. Let me tell you this. Midweek, I shut down Facebook. Haven't reopened it since Wednesday. And you know what? I feel great. Let me tell you, because the junk and the crap that will make us feel depressed, anxiety, fear, and, 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 and the quote of a movie I saw this week, down the rabbit hole you go. And I decided, you know what? I don't need that in my life because it's making me feel a certain way and it's zapping my strength. I still have it. It's still there, but I choose not to open it. Every time I want to open it, I open up the word of God. Because if I can waste hours on Facebook, I can definitely not waste, invest hours in the Bible. Amen? What is zapping your strength? Because there's a lot out there that's just sucking us. And it's sucking us dry. And God's saying, hey, I, I need some soldiers. I need some strong soldiers. I'll put the armor of God when I'm ready. No, 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 no. We don't understand. We got to get strong. We got to get strong. Because as we said last week, the days are evil. And what's going to test the, the, the what's, going to, what's going to stand the test of time? Our strength. Amen? It's our strength. It's our strength. Because we'll learn next week that Paul even says later on in, 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 in uh, Ephesians 6, he says, when you, do all, when you do everything, he says to what? Stand. When you put on the armor of God, when you've done this, when you've done that, he closes again with strength. You got to stand. And if you've been weak from the beginning and you go through the battle with the armor, guess what? You ain't standing at the end. Like that was a good soldier with armor on, but he's, she's laying down in the floor somewhere, battered and bruised. Why? Well, because that wasn't a strong soldier to begin with. We gotta be strong because we're gonna go into warfare. Huge warfare. If you haven't seen it already, huge warfare as a Christian. In these, in these next few years. And I know we've been hearing that forever. Been hearing about that forever. I remember my mom saying, man, some of you guys remember, Elvis was, was Satan. I mean, he shaked his hips and, and they said, oh, and how dare you shake your hips, right? 
And you look at that, and that, that was something horrible. And, we, and some, some of you guys lived through that, that, that period of time. And that's nothing compared to what's going on in today's society. And we're going to fail if we don't have the strength. Amen? Stand with me as I close in prayer. But it's time to elevate the strength that God has given to you. Amen, right? Say, elevate the strength that God has given to me. Turn to your neighbor and say, elevate the strength that God has given to you. Amen. We're going to do something with it, right? We live by you. We're going to use it or we're going to lose it. God said, I want to use you, right? I don't want to lose you. I want to use you. Heavenly Father, I come before you today, Lord Jesus, and I thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the encouragement, Lord. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are almighty and all-powerful and all-seeing, Lord. You are the Alpha and the Omega, Lord. You are the creator of heaven and earth, Heavenly Father. You have done it all. You have saw it all. You have called it all, Heavenly Father. Lord, you are almighty, Lord. And today, Lord, we surrender it to you, Heavenly Father. And we say, you know what? We have not been strong enough, Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, in the areas of our life, Lord, that you need to bring strength in, Heavenly Father. Condition us, Lord, for the battle that's ahead, Lord. Jesus. Allow us to be soldiers, Lord, not just praying on the armor daily, but strong soldiers, Lord, to stand, Lord, not in the back of the of the battle, Lord, but the front of the battle, Heavenly Father. I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that we can stand against the enemy and those fiery darts that he throws at us, Lord, because we stand strong in you. And this is a call right now to the enemy that's saying, we will stand strong on the word of God, and we will stand strong for the position that God has called each one of us to, Lord. And I thank you for that, Lord. I ask you, Lord, let us see that. Let us feel that, Heavenly Father. Let us understand, Lord, your amazing power that is in work in and through our lives, Heavenly Father. I ask you, Lord Jesus, allow us to be the Peter, Lord, that when our shadows cast, Lord, in the supermarkets, and as our shadows are cast on our cars, Lord, as we're driving down the street, Lord, that the power of God will fill us, Heavenly Father, that people will see and sense and feel who you are, Heavenly Father, through your church, Lord, through each one of us as individuals, Heavenly Father, I ask you right now, Lord, to strengthen the weary physical body, Heavenly Father. I ask you right now, Lord, to strengthen, Heavenly Father, every aspect, Lord, of our body physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually right now, Heavenly Father. I ask you to strengthen your church, Heavenly Father, to take her to the next, Lord, that you, where, you want her to, to, where you want her to go, where you want to take us to, Heavenly Father. I thank you for that, Heavenly Father. I thank you for what you're doing in and through your church, Lord. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor, Lord, for it all, Heavenly Father, because you are at work, Lord. You are at work. You are at work, Lord. Even though we may not see it, you're working. Even though we may not feel it, you're working, Lord. We thank you for working, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you need prayer for whatever reason, come up front. If not, we'll see you next week, church. Enjoy your week. Next Sunday, Communion Sunday, we'll have the elements ready for you. So come in to the house of God. Let's have some communion together, amen. God bless you.